Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and um, you know, I think uh, I think we can officially say we got some solid winter weather uh, in Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've had really pretty good weather. I mean, good, comfortable weather the last couple of weeks. You know, fifties. 40s um but next week or so i think our highs are going to be in the you know mid to upper 30s maybe low 40s depending on where you're at yeah which you know basically we were talking before we started recording would probably persuade most people to tie flies instead of chasing trout and uh, smallmouth but makes for pretty good musky fishing yep yep that's uh that's kind of going to be what we're focusing on for the next month or two yeah, so they've kind of moved into their spots, and I would imagine, too, kind of with the rain you've had, you probably got decent flows and probably got that kind of stain that you really want to give you that kind of five to six feet of visibility, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Frankly, the water clarity was fantastic, um, ideal um, the last couple of weeks. We've uh, likely, you know, the, the upper river, the upper new tends to get, stained a little bit uh you know a little bit quicker than say the lower new just because it's got a lot of mud banks and smaller tributaries and stuff like that um less volume too and the uh we've had about a i mean it was running yesterday around 2000 and it's up pushing 4000 now um so uh it's it's likely pretty dirty i haven't seen it in the last 12 hours or so but um it's likely pretty dirty the lower news high at the moment um they're generating water just as a as a reaction to what's coming down river um but uh you know that's that's usually going to clear clear first if it gets dirty at all so um yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, and on the and on the darker kind of stained water, do you generally prefer like a darker pattern for contrast, or how do you like to kind of change what you uh, what you fish with? I do. Yeah, I definitely favor darker darker patterns. If I'm going to put any flash in there, it's going to be something like copper um, or blue, maybe um, two good kind of stained water accent colors um and then you know if if i wasn't already i'll fish a fly that's got a little bit more um kind of water pushing ability you know something with a a big buford head or a bulkhead or something like that 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 just uh you know thumps a little bit more in the water it's been been my experience that um you know just about any fish when the uh when the clarity deteriorates, they begin to rely really heavily on their lateral line. And then they, you know, in some cases kind of have to pounce on things if they, if they sense them nearby and they're looking for something to eat. So something that puts out a good kind of sonic profile is always good too. Yeah. Got it. And, uh, got a question from Daniel and Daniel's an optimist, uh, cause he kind of wanted to get your thoughts on musky handling gear, you know, in terms of <laughs> yeah, yeah, nets, cradles, pliers, you know, jaw spreaders. So he's got to, got to have faith and believe, right? 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a funny concept. I just I got a text uh, from one of my uh, one of my good clients uh, a couple of days ago. He's got his own boat and does some fishing um, over in Tennessee. They uh, they went out musky fishing for the first time. They caught a fish, and he sent me a picture um, of them. You know, basically hand lining it in and tailing the fish and my first comment was you boys need a net, but then I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a joke as a first time musky angler to, to have a net in the boat. Cause you know, you, you definitely not expect them to catch a fish in most cases. Um, but that said, um, there's, there's several aspects to, to safe musky handling and it's a really good, really good concept, um, to, to be aware of. Um, in terms of landing gear, um, cradles and nets are definitely the two kind of main camps. Um, I am a net guy. Um, cradles take up less room, um, but I have used cradles in the past, and I've had you know too many situations where like we've got a fish right beside the boat, but it's still pretty green, but it's not hooked super well. And getting that fish in a cradle and not having them slide out or throw the hook is kind of a nerve wracking experience or God forbid, you know, you get them in the cradle and then they get a hook snagged in it and then they flop out and you're, you know, it, it just, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, I like having a net. If I have room for it, I like a net that has a fixed, you know, fixed bag, fixed handle so that if, uh, you know, we get a surprise eat right beside the boat or in the figure eight or something like that. And the fish is just head shaking and gator rolling beside the boat. I can just stand up and net it real quick. Um, if you're in a smaller boat, you know, a raft or canoe or drift boat or something, um, there's several options like the Stowmaster nets, um, the Ranger nets that have the the handles that kind of slide slide in through the net bag to to you know hide the length of that handle um but that's definitely my preference um i use a uh either a ranger kind of collapsible net or i use a uh, rs net a uh, solo slimers is the model that they make which is plenty big enough for a really big muskie and the benefit of a net too is that you don't have to you don't have to pull them in the boat to deal with them like you do in a cradle. You can just kind of lean the handle down inside the boat, leave the bag outside with the fish submerged, and um, you know keep them resting there while you're getting ready to take pictures or take hooks out or whatever. Um, so that's my take on that. Um, in terms of other tools. You're definitely going to want a, a pair of, of fairly long pliers. Um, I frankly just use a pair of 14 inch needle nose pliers. Um, hook cutters are good too. Um, that's not as big of an issue with flies. I don't think as it is in the gear world because muskies are generally eating more hook points. Um, if they eat a lure versus a fly that might have one or two hooks. Um, but it can happen where a fish eats a hook super, super deep. Um, and it's just, you know, way safer to just cut the hook 
off as much as you can and, and let the fish go. Um, they're also helpful for if, you know, God forbid you get a hook in you and you need to free something up. Um, jaw spreaders I carry, um, just because, you know, at some point it might be necessary to use them. I have as of yet really not had to use them very often. Um, for the most part, if you're fishing a fly that has a single hook in it or two hooks, but the middle hook is, is placed far enough away from the front hook that when the fish eats the fly, they really get just the middle hook. Um, you tend to get them in the corner of the mouth and you, you don't even really need them to open their mouth to get the hook out. So again, probably more relevant in the conventional world, but still worth having. Um, and then, um, what else? I definitely carry, um, I, I carry a, a fish handling glove as well, which I hardly ever use, but, you know, again, better safe than sorry, something, something good to have. And, uh, yeah, I think that about covers it. That's, that's about all that I, I carry. And like you said, it's, it's definitely worth having those things before you, you know, before you got a fish that you have to deal with and you can realistically buy, um, I mean, jaw spreaders, hook cutters, pliers. I bet you can buy all those for less than 30, 40 bucks, you know? So not a huge investment, but definitely worth having. Yeah. Probably worth a few band-aids and some Neosporin too, right? (laughs) That too. That too. I've had a couple of musky bites, uh, you know, do some, some crazy things, get infected and, it's it's not fun. Yeah, they, um, those sharp little teeth, and then I guess they have like an anticoagulant kind of in their saliva, which makes you just bleed like a stuck pig if you get nicked. Yeah, and it's I mean they're sharp enough that uh, it's one of those things you generally don't really notice in the in the moment. It's it's a while later you realize that you're bleeding and you got a pretty pretty nice cut on your finger. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And then you're for drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season, which is coming up. And, you know, Matt, this will be our last fishing report for 2022. And if I remember correctly, you were running a special for gift certificates. Um, if I, am I correct on that for kind of through the year uh, for folks for Christmas? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I do give certificates year round, but Christmas is kind of a, the hot relevant time for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, shoot, we're only what 10, 11 days out from Christmas. So, um, if that's something you're interested in. Definitely get in touch with me. We'll get you set up. Uh, very cool. You want to let folks know kind of what your guide calendar looks like. So if they want to kind of maybe soft circle some dates for the holidays and as well. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, we are um, got got some days open in January, few in February, um, one or two in early March, and then and then we're on to to smallmouth season, and um, that's still fairly wide open. It'll start filling up here pretty quick, and in, in a week or two. Um, some of those kind of prime summertime dates are already, I mean, I think August is almost booked already. Um, September is the same way. So, um, you know, 
it's uh it's never too early to book um especially if you're if you're particular about time frames you want to fish so uh reach out if if you've got one of those and like i said we'll get you taken care of and the uh you can reach out via my website or phone number email all that's at mattreillyflyfishing.com yeah, and the, and the good news too, right? It, you know, always good to catch guides and outfitters before they do their tour of fly fishing shows because the selection is way better. It is, it is, and then you know, again, um, the uh, usually the first couple weeks of January is when I book most of my smallmouth calendars. So it's uh, you, you don't you don't want to you don't want to wait if if, uh, if you're looking for something specific. Yeah. And, you know, folks, we're going to see you on the other side uh, in 2023. And I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Matt. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.